Hi, and welcome to episode number 19 of Meet My Followers. I am your host, Cade Dworkin, and this is the only podcast that is actually interviewing real Twitter followers that are following me. Today's guest happens to be a brilliant mind in the social media space, Jay Bear at Jay Bear. I have to thank 140 one final time for being this show's initial sponsor. If you're looking for great applications that extend the functionality and general usefulness of the Twitter platform, you must check out 140.com. They've got over 3,000 applications listed on their website with reviews by real users. Every character counts. Do more with 140. Today's guest is somebody who has been mentioned, I think, as many times, if not more, on the first 19 episodes of Meet My Followers as Gary V. So you got to know that he's, he's, he's a big influencer inside the social media space of the people who I first brought on the show. His name is Jay Bear. Jay, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, kid. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, you're one of these thought leaders in this space, and, and you've worked really, really hard to produce great content on your blog. But uh, I will step back and let you actually introduce yourself. So my name is Jay Bear. I'm the president of Convince and Convert. My blog is convinceandconvert.com. I'm a social media strategy consultant. I work with corporations all across the country on social media strategic planning. I also work with a lot of agencies, public relations firms, advertising agencies uh, on making the social media leap. Uh, as Cade mentioned, uh, I do a lot of blog writing, also a lot of conference speaking, and just finishing up my first book. In fact, I turn in the manuscript tomorrow, writing the book with Amber Nasland from Radiant 6. Uh, the book is called The Now Revolution. It'll be out early next year. Well, that's, that's extremely exciting. Uh, Amber is one of those folks who I've had the pleasure of running into at a couple of conferences now, and then you and I have hung out extensively at a couple. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I was, you saw my response when you first kind of told me about the book at the Judgment of AZ Wines, which is something that most people don't know that you're into, is, is food and wine blogging, which we'll get into at the end of the interview. Um, but uh, my immediate response to you and Amber working together was, oh, that's going to be awesome. I hope so. It's been a lot of fun working with Amber. She is super smart and uh, just a delight to work with. We're excited about the book and the premise. It's about how companies really need to retool themselves, not – you know, not just the you know Twitter, Facebook kind of shenanigans, but um, the really the speed of business today is unparalleled. Uh, and to respond to that, companies need to change who they hire, how they organize people internally, success metrics, uh, etc. It's really not a book about social media; it's a book about the impact of social media. Gotcha. And that's a, that's a there's a pretty big space for that, right? I mean, because everybody's trying to teach you know the actual skill sets, but they aren't teaching. Some of the other things that go along with how to handle you know, employees and, and things like that who are either digital natives or need to be in order to be, help the business be successful. So I can see this book really having a spot in the marketplace. We hope so. We, you know, we think it's um, a book that, that needs to be written. Um, the way we look at it is there was a time when businesses didn't have to handle email or even telephone calls, right? But but we have historically changed our businesses in response to technological advances, um, and we just really haven't made that shift yet um, in terms of where social media has brought us and, and the real-time web. So hopefully it'll serve as a playbook for a lot of businesses to, to kind of get them to take the next step beyond just, well, we threw up a, a Facebook page, uh, and really start to look inwardly at their operations and, and how can we retool to really succeed in this environment. So we hope it's got some legs. That's always the challenge writing books right now is, you know, you write 
write a book, and by the time the book comes out, it's like, yeah, that's yesterday's news. So we very intentionally tried to make it very little about specific tools and tactics and more about the big trend. Well, and that's been kind of one of the major points to your blog for a long time, right? If you're worried about the tools, then you aren't. You don't have a strategy. You don't really have anything else going for your social media, you know, plan. Uh, so that's that's something that's very consistent that you've been saying for a long time in a lot of different places, but. I'm going to actually take this a huge step back and ask, you know, you aren't just somebody who stumbled into the digital, you know, Web 2.0 world. You've been in this space for a long time. So, I mean, would you mind telling people how long you've been involved and how you kind of stumbled into or got yourself into uh, web marketing? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all pretty much um, pretty accidental, really. Um, I uh, have been involved in digital marketing since 1994. Um, so almost since the very beginning days, this is you know pre uh, pre Netscape really, mm-hmm. and um, accident. At the time, I was working for the Arizona. This is a true story. I, I was working for the Arizona Department of Juvenile Corrections uh, as their spokesperson. So my job was to give tours of the juvenile prison system in Arizona, and you can imagine what an awesome job that was. Um, and at the same time, some friends of mine from college at the University of Arizona had started the very first internet service provider in uh, Arizona called Internet Direct, and they called one day and said, um, this company is starting to do pretty well, and we don't know anything about marketing. Would you be interested in working with us? And I said, well, I will do anything to not have to give another tour of this prison. Um, so I jumped at the chance. Um, so this is, uh, again, early 1994, and I found myself as the vice president of marketing for an internet company having never been on the internet. <laughs> That's a very interesting challenge. So it was sort of the baptism by microwave kind of deal. Um, and, and these were really the, you know, the go-go days where you know, we, we literally had people sleeping on the floor to reboot the server in the middle of the night and that kind of thing. And um, my partner there... Um, essentially invented web hosting as we know it. Uh, Before he created this concept of how to partition a server Mm -hmm. and essentially take a server and break it up into different pieces so that you could have different domain names all running off the same box. Until he invented that concept, it was always, if you wanted a website, you had to have a dedicated server. It was one box, one site. So he came up with the the, uh, the concept and and has actually sold that intellectual property and and no longer works. Um, He, uh, so so because we were the first ones literally um, to do web hosting in the world, we went from 20 customers Customers in Phoenix to about 2,500 customers in 23 countries um, in about four months. Um, so we we were hiring two, three people a day, that kind of thing. It was crazy. Um, the problem was I was the senior partner um, at the advanced age of 24. So here we are running this like newly global internet company, and nobody has any idea what the hell they're doing. Um, so as you can imagine, um, that didn't scale well. Um, and there, you know, ended up being some operational challenges, et cetera. And, and so, um, right about that time, I got an offer from, uh, channel three, um, in Phoenix, uh, KTVK, which at that time was owned by a family that owned, uh, it's called Mac America corporation. And they owned channel three, Phoenix magazine, KEZ radio, uh, WB 61 TV, and a couple other media properties. And they wanted to get in the internet business. And I, I knew them um, through some some stuff I'd done in the community um, with a local advertising club, and they said we want to get in the internet business. You know, can you help us? And I said, sure, I'll go do that. And um, so I um, uh, 
left Internet Direct and went to azfamily.com. Some of you, um, any local listeners um, from the Phoenix market will probably know the azfamily.com website. I founded that company uh, and ran it for about four and a half years. In fact, designed the first site map for azfamily.com on a paper plate in my backyard. Um, That's and, awesome. Uh, did, yeah, true story. So did that for a while, and then um, uh, that company sold to Belo Corporation, which currently owns the station. They own the Dallas Morning News and a lot of other things. They're a media conglomerate, and my job changed a little bit from running a cool local internet company to traveling back and forth to Dallas to talk about Excel spreadsheets, um, and I thought that was less than awesome. So um, I left and, and uh, started uh, my own company, Mighty Interactive, an online marketing consultancy, in uh, 2000 and ran that and then sold that um, in 2005 to the good folks at Off Madison Ave who still operate it uh, yep. in Tempe there. And yep. now uh, and now I'm doing Convince and Convert. Decided to stay on my own again and, and do the consulting thing as opposed to build up a whole other agency and have to have you know an office and staff and all those kind of things. So I work with a lot of freelancers now all across the world who do work for me um, from time to time, but but for the most part, Convince and Convert's just me. Yeah, that's that's one of the really interesting things, right, is that you started this blog, right, and you obviously were extremely well-known in the Arizona internet space. Um, but then you start this blog and you start to, you know, write religiously about, you know, specifically how to use, you know, online marketing tactics to actually convert to real sales. And, you know, three years later, you're, you know, staring at, you know, Hunta 42, uh, you know, top blog ranking. I mean, can you talk about that experience for a little bit? Yeah, first of all, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, I had been writing for a long, long time. Um, I've always been a writer. I was originally a journalism major in school. Um, I did a lot of a lot of writing um, my whole life, and I, I was a columnist for BizAZ magazine um, back in the day okay. um, and, and did a lot of writing for them, but I never really did the blogging thing. I, I was too busy running my company um, to actually do a lot of blogging for a long time, um, and it wasn't until I started Convince and Convert that I started blogging, and I think my first blog post was um, June of 2008, Okay, so we're like 26 months into it, something like that. and Jeez, three years. Like like every blogger in the world, you know, my audience started with zero, you know, and then my mom and then like friends of my mom and, you know, whatever. And, and then it was like two and then four and then six and then eight. And, um, you know, I, I the only thing I've ever done right um, about blogging is is kept at it. Yep. Right. And, and really been consistent with it and tried to learn from um, what your audience tells you. And it really does help having a background in web analytics, sure. um, really being able to read the, read the tea leaves and say, what lessons can I learn from the success or failure of this post or this type of content? Um, and, and so, you know, it's a slog, man. It's a lot of work even now. I mean, I do three posts a week, um, every week, and I've done three posts a week, every single week for 26 months, except for uh, a couple of vacations where I've run guest posts mm -hmm. and I'm faster now than I used to be. Um, more operationally with WordPress and those kind of things, but it's still, you know, it's still three to five hours a week. It's still easily. work. It's still, yeah, it's still, true. you know, you gotta, you gotta think about these things. You've got to research them. I mean, you know, it, it's one of the things where you could so easily have, you know, quote unquote, the assistant who could, you know, research, you know, the links and everything else. But I know that you're still, you know, doing all of that, which is really impressive. Thanks. You know, but it's always been part of the marketing plan, right? I always, sure. I always figured that, that for me, the marketing funnel, if you will, was um, you know what I do on Twitter, and to a somewhat lesser extent, Facebook and LinkedIn and other people's blogs. But but what I do in social outposts 
drives traffic to my blog, and my blog drives speaking engagements, and speaking engagements drives consulting clients. Uh, and that formula has been true since the very first day, and it's still true now. Um, you know, over time, I, I, you know, I suspect I'll do a little bit less consulting um, and probably more speaking, uh, more paid speaking. Um, that's that's sort of been the the metamorphosis over the last year. And then once the book comes out, I suspect that will continue. Well, and that's just it, it's in line with where you want your business to go as well, right? You and I have had several conversations, kind of completely offline, you know, random dinners, and and uh, you know that that's what seems like it's going to be a natural progression for your career, and so it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, so I, I'm really excited to see kind of how you continue to do that, especially since you actually just recently moved out of Arizona, which congratulations on that. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Hopefully you're settling yeah, out there in Indiana just fine. Yeah, we're in Bloomington, Indiana, which is where um, IU is. It's an awesome community. It's not it's not dissimilar in some respects um, from Flagstaff, which is where I was previously. It's about the same size uh, town and uh, obviously a university uh, college town, um, which we really prefer that environment. Um, there's a lot to do here, lots of good people. And given how much I travel, it's nice to be in the middle of the country. Sure. Um, and also nice to be, you know, within an hour of a good airport, the Indianapolis airport's really easy to get out of, get in out of, whereas in Flagstaff, you know, it's two, two and a half hours to the Phoenix airport. So, um, there's definitely some operations efficiencies for me, uh, long-term, you know, the Phoenix to New York, Phoenix to Boston, Phoenix to Atlanta, Phoenix to Miami flight was getting a little tiresome. Well, and, and that's just part of the game, right? Is because you're you're consulting and advising now so many different companies that you know they are spread out all over the map. So yeah, I have, I have one client in California, one client in New Mexico, one client in Arizona, and everybody else is in the East Coast. Oh wow! So then that that really did make your decision to go out there a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, from a time standpoint, it's it's nice to be on the same time zone as most of my clients. It, it definitely helps. Yeah, it, well, I mean, just the scheduling and everything else. You're not up at, at five thirty in the morning for a phone call. I, I can definitely appreciate that. So yeah, it's weird out here, though. It's totally weird. It's it, the the pace of life in the East is so different than it is in the West. I, I've never lived anywhere other than Arizona until until two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So. And that was part of it too, right? I, you know, I'd been in Arizona for 40 years, and I kind of had a "been there, done that" sort of mentality about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, do I really want to live my whole life without ever living somewhere else? Um, and our daughter is just getting ready to start junior high next year, so we figured if we're going to move now, is the time. Gotcha. I didn't want to move her after that, so that we sort of had a window of opportunity there that we decided to to jump through. But it is different out here, right? Everybody stays up late and starts the day late, um, you know, whereas. Uh, in Arizona, you know, you get a lot of people who are kind of, you know, up and at them, right? They're, you know, on the computer at 730 or whatever, and that just doesn't happen out here. It's, it's just a different vibe. Wow. That's very interesting for me to hear because that's not the, the, the expectation that I had. Um, which is very cool. But everybody's up late, right? I mean, like kids don't go to bed till later and, you know, TV's on later and um, just, just everything happens later, right? Everybody goes to bed at like 11 or 12, whereas, you know, in, in, in the West, you know, people tend to go to bed at 10, you know, and it just doesn't happen out here. So well, it's weird. Not in the internet community that, that you and no, I are not, a part not, of not, here. <laughs> not our, I'm talking about real people, dude. Not, yeah. not a, yeah, because we're, you know, I, I sit there and I look at, you know, people like, you know, myself or Chuck Reynolds or even you from you know, most of the time where we're up at two or three o'clock in the morning. Chuck hustling. Reynolds especially. Uh, Dude, shout out guy... to Chuck. Shout out to Chuck if he's listening. Chuck uh, Reynolds from Rhino Web is my, uh, is my blog consultant. And, and so he does a lot of work on Convince and Convert to uh, keep it up as well as some of uh, projects for some of my clients and stuff. And he is, uh, he is literally a round the clock resource. And, and uh, I, I, and I say this with all seriousness. Um, I would not have 
the the sort of social media audience I have today without him. Yeah, uh, he's one of these guys who, when I started the show, I knew that I needed to get him on. It was just a matter of finding, you know, thirty minutes to do it with him. Um, so I'm hoping I'm I'm working with him now. I'm I'm hoping that uh, we're gonna end up uh, getting him on sometime in September, which would be amazing. Awesome. Um, because he just he's one of these central people to, to the Phoenix internet community, and he's just a great guy to to boot. So. Uh, I mean, let's kind of move on, though, to some of the off-the-beaten-track stuff because a lot of people know you for the social media, you know, stuff. They don't know that you've done for a little while now this, uh, you know, food review, restaurant review, every once in a while a little wine review blog as well. Yeah, when when we first moved to Flagstaff um, a few years ago, we wanted to kind of check out the whole restaurant scene. And my wife and I are kind of foodies and stuff. And so we figured let's um, sort of combine passions. And so we started um, uh, this thing called Hottie and the Fatso. Uh, I am, of course, the hottie. Um, and <laughs> nice, thanks. I'm thanks. not, not going to get that. in trouble with your wife. Appreciate that. So she is definitely the hottie. And, um, and so at one point, uh, when we were really rocking it, this is before I got as busy as I am now with the, with the consulting and speaking, but we had a radio show and a online TV show, sort of a video blog, uh, and a regular blog and a newspaper column. Um, so we were doing four different pieces of content. It was like, it was like Gary V, but for restaurants in Flagstaff. Um, which is a very small canvas on which to paint, but it was a lot of fun and taught me a lot of things I didn't know about podcasting and, and video blogging and things like that. So it was definitely um, usable in my day-to-day existence. Um, and in fact, the true story is I hope there's nobody from, from the IRS listening to your podcast, but um, the reason that we originally started it is, A, we you know interested in the local restaurants, but I said, man, I looked at our Microsoft money statement one day and I said, man, we're spending a lot of money on food and booze. There's got to be a way to write this off. Yep. Um, and we realized that there was nobody doing restaurant reviews in Flagstaff. We said, let's do it. And and because it was blogging and that kind of stuff, I I, uh, I could write it off as a corporate expense, and uh, and we did. So hey. it's worked out. Uh, it's worked out great. I'll be completely upfront and honest with you that I've I've probably stolen part of that from your playbook in the fact that I've wanted to uh, you know find some way to have a corporate entity one way or another finance my going to as many conferences as I was. And so, yeah. you know, this podcast does open that up for me because my job is to go meet people now. So, yeah, you yeah. Know. I've always thought that there needs to be a I think there's a couple of pieces of content like this out there, but nothing that I would consider to be the clearinghouse. There needs to be a social con- social media conference review site. That's very interesting. Okay. You know, because I, I literally get, get emails, I'm not kidding, every week from clients like, hey, what conferences should we go to? And you know, I'm not the best person to ask because I go to the ones where people ask me to speak, which isn't necessarily all of them or, or even even the best ones. It's just the ones where people will have me. So, you know, I've never been to the web. I've never been to Web 2.0. I've never been to FOA. Um, you know, I've never been to Twist. I mean, there's a lot. I've never been to, to um, uh, a lot of the conferences that, that people might think of as, as um, you know, ones that should be on their radar. So I'm not the best person to ask, and I wish there was somebody I could go to that says, okay, on a scale of one to ten, you know, Twitter birds, this is seven or whatever. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that, that would be really useful. I mean, you know, that may be something that uh, as as the rest of the year goes out, I may, can, may seriously consider depending upon a number of different things, the biggest of which is that I may be uh, shortly following in your footsteps once again, which seems to be a theme to uh, a lot of this. And actually, You're moving I, to Indiana? Not to Indiana, but uh, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I mean, you and I have talked several times about me potentially moving out of Arizona, and so I'm finally feeling like now is, is the absolute time. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really seriously considering it, but uh, that's not to say that uh, I, I couldn't change my mind. But, yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of the things that you've talked about make a lot of sense, right? You know, you've, you've, you've found these passions, you've found, you've, you know, your life's thrown them at you, and you've found ways to make them work for you financially and personally, which is really interesting because, you know, I was expecting to go to your going away party and have it be, you know, oh, you know, it's like 40% uh, of the total internet community here in Phoenix. And there were like 200 people there, and I didn't know about three quarters of them. So that's a huge, like, tip of the hat to you and the people that you've interacted with just in the Phoenix area. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, it helps, you know, having, having started or run, you know, four or five companies, you, you just, you interact with a lot of, of different groups of people. I mean, certainly the, 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 the Phoenix internet community, you know, as it currently exists, uh, I'm delighted to have connections with a lot of those, a lot of those folks. Um, but, but there was, you know, there was the Phoenix internet community 15 years ago too, um, just just not as coalesced as it is now. And I and it's funny, you know, having having at one point been the the you know um, the the kid, right, the 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 boy of the internet and marketing and advertising community. Now I kind of feel like it's the opposite, right? There's all these people who are who are younger than me and smarter than me and more ambitious than me, um, you know, who are who are doing amazing, amazing things. Um, and it's on, on one hand, super, super gratifying to see how far the Phoenix internet community has come in terms of becoming a real community. Uh, and the other hand, you know, now not being sort of the, the, the young person in that community, it makes me continue to work my ass off because there's always somebody smarter and hungrier ready to take your clients, take your readers, take your whatever. And, yep. um, you know, I work just as hard now as I did when I was 22, if not harder. Um, and that's, I think, a big part of anybody who's been able to get any sort of notoriety, I think, in the social media community. That's a pretty, pretty constant fact. I mean, lightning can strike once or twice. But but to really build it up over the long term, um, there's nobody out there who's doing it well, who who is doing it half ass because you just can't. Yeah, you got It's 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 an all in kind of space. Um, but let's I know I'm, I'm gonna try and wrap up this interview as quickly as we possibly can. But the final question that I love asking and I love putting people on the spot. So if you haven't prepared, that's fine. But who are some of the Twitter followers that you find interesting for whatever reason? You know, it's funny because um, Twitter and how I use Twitter has changed uh, so much. Um, you know, it, it really has evolved over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and I feel bad because I don't interact with people to, to the degree that I once did. Um, you know, you get you get enough followers and following and those kind of things that it, that it sort of falls apart, I think, in that regard um, at some level, which is unfortunate. Um, but I really like Todd Dufresne. Um, a lot. He runs uh, Shift uh, Communications out of Boston. Very, very smart um, uh, PR and social media operator. He does uh, great work. Uh, I like what Jason Falls does on, yeah. on Twitter a lot. He's a, a good friend of mine, um, social media consultant out of uh, Louisville. Um, I love The Oatmeal, um, which isn't really a Twitter yeah. site, but but is fantastic and, and a great example of content marketing and, and virality and, and things um, along those lines. Really, really good stuff. Um, I like to see, um, and, I, and I pay attention to 
uh, my friend uh, Amy Martin, uh, Digital Royalty. Um, she clearly is sort of a world-renowned now sort of social media um, celebrity and consultant. And she and I go way, way back um, to when I was running an agency and she was like an assistant account executive or something. Um, and, and to see where she's come is amazing. And so I tend to, to follow her. Sure. Um, obviously, I follow Gary, uh, yeah. Gary V as much as I can because I'm fortunate enough to have spent some time with him as, as you have. And, and I just... Always amazed at what um, at what he's doing. Um, I also really like Lee Auden a lot um, yeah. from Top Rank out of uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Lee and his firm, I think, really have perhaps the best handle on the synthesis between social media and SEO. And I think that's under I think it's underwritten about and under understood. Um, and he does a really great job in that space. And so I tend to pay attention to what those guys are saying. Well, I, that's a that's a great list of people and, and a lot of thought leaders in there and, and actually a couple who I have watched from afar but haven't actively followed them. So it's very interesting to hear your thoughts on them. So, you know, Jay, thank you so much for, for your thoughts and your time and, and coming on the show. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. I'm happy to do it. Uh, and sometime if you're out sick, I'll host it. Whatever you want me to do. Whatever I can do to help you, Kate, I'm there. Well, I've, I've actually had a couple of guests, and I'll, I'll throw this out there actually in the podcast, uh, ask when the opportunity will come for you guys to ask me questions because like you know it. you know it's 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 all been one way so far and so I've been thinking about how I want to how I want to approach that but uh, to have someone of, of you know your stature and, and and your interview quality I would love to have someone like you host that but I may uh, redirect some of the questions that I am receiving from the other guests to you so that you can kind of pick and choose right. the best ones that are out there so if we're gonna do that though it needs to be in real life it needs to be like Blog World or South by or it needs to be in a bar oh uh, well that, that that would definitely uh, put uh, a little crimp on things, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we're gonna have to see where we're at the same conference again because it's been too long. It's been almost a year since you and I sat down at a conference and like did our little conference family thing, which is slightly upsetting to me. Time. So you know, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, the, the answer is yes. I will find a way to record that. We will make it happen. Uh, it's just a matter as to when and uh, what episode that will be. And that concludes my interview with Jay Bear. Hopefully you see why I look up to him both for his breadth of experience in this space and just how how much of an awesome guy that he actually is that he's even willing to make fun of me on my own show. You can follow him up at, at jbear, that's J-A-Y-B-A-E-R. You can also follow his blog at convinceandconvert.com and anything that he had mentioned in the show is actually going to be on the show notes over at meetmyfollowers.com. Guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Meet My Followers. I hope that you will come back again. Either way, though, go out and have a great day.